Welcome to the Refresh Podcast, a refresh look at life's spiritual applications. My name is Jonas Adams. It took me a minute to get that out, so I'm going to pat myself on the back. Yeah, it's about yes, the third time. Yes. Third time's a charm. We ain't had to say how many. But oh, anyway, my bad. I'll take three, though. Three ain't bad. Okay. Three ain't bad. My name is Jonas Adams. I'm here with Anthony Sanders, and I'm here with yep. Jeff Sherrill. How you doing? Hey, what's going? What's going on, man? I'm doing all right. This is how about yourself? I'm good, man. This is our end of the year wrap up type of situation, sort of, kind of, maybe. Sort of, kind of, maybe. That's a that's an appropriate way to think about it. As long <laughs> as it releases before the thirty first, yeah, we can call it that. I mean, look, man, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll make sure it gets out before then. I'll make sure. There it is. Now, I mean, it's on record. Now you got to do it. Absolutely. Even though I edit this podcast, so yeah, anything you do. is possible. <laughs> you do. <laughs> You do. Everything is any, anything is possible. Yep. We appreciate you. We do. I'm definitely not a fan of editing myself. I like to leave it all in. I yeah. Errors and all. So whatever. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going to do my best to get this out before the um end of the year. We're going to get that going straight up and down. Um, we decided to make this podcast a little bit lighter yeah. um, I mean, than our days. previous ones because we've been heavy. We've yeah. been pretty heavy on a lot of these subjects, and uh, rightfully so. Um, the, the the heavy topics that we chose, we chose them for a reason. But um, to wrap this thing up for the year 2021, we figured we would be light, yeah. you know, and just kind of talk about black entertainment as a whole for 2021. And if we want to touch on something else beyond that, we will. But um, we could just talk about some of my favorite moments in entertainment, whether it's movies, whether it's TV, whether it's um, music, or you know, anything in between. Say sports. Sports. We're going to shoot from the hip. You know, we're all pretty good off the cup or scripted. You know, that's why we chose to do this together as brothers. Yes, sir. Yeah. We here, y'all. We here. 2021. What do you think about this doggone year? Well, I told y'all we were talking about this. This year is a blur. Last year was a blur. I think I'm stuck somewhere about 2019-ish. Yeah. Maybe the beginning of January of January 2020. Back when times were simpler. Simpler. Uh, Pre-COVID. All of it. COVID. Pre-COVID. COVID hit and we've been in this cycle ever since. And it's just, I'll be honest, it's been rough trying to get out of it. You. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I started all the very first podcast talking about how COVID kicked me in the stomach. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not catching it, but just the pandemic as a whole. As a whole, you know, yeah. And just kicked me all in the face in life in general. So mm-hmm. coming out of that, uh, I don't think I've, have I had the chance to announce uh, that I have a, a new place of employment? No, you haven't. I want to hear um, it. Not, not on the pod. Yeah, not on the pod. So uh, my new place of employment is uh, NPR, National That's Public dope. Radio. Yes. That's dope. Yeah. Love it. I start January 5th as a production, production assistant for uh, the weekend edition of All Things Considered, which is one of their flagship oh, shows. It yes. sure is. That's I've heard great. that all, a lot. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Long time coming. It's um, a full circle moment because the host of the weekend, All Things Considered, her name is Michelle Martin. Yes. Michelle, Michelle yes. Martin used to have her own show on yes. NPR called Tell Me More. Nope. No, Tell me more. Fresh Air is, uh, I can't remember, Terry Gross, I think. Terry Gross, that's right. Yeah, Terry Gross is Fresh Air. Michelle Martin is Black. Yeah. She had a show called Tell Me More. This and when she first launched that show, I was actually music director of WJSU in Jackson, mm-hmm. um, Mississippi is at Jackson State University. And she actually broadcasted her show live 
from our studio for like oh, wow. two or three days as like part of the launch. She was like going different places and she chose our school because we were a heavy NPR affiliate at the time. Hmm. So, um, you know, met her then. I don't know if she remembers me now. I severely doubt it. That was probably a little less than 20 years ago. But um, <laughs> just to go back to working with her again, is going to be, you know, a, a kind of a full circle moment. So I'm very happy to get back in my field of broadcasting. Very happy to just be entering the job field, period. Congratulations. Yeah, I have a you. I have a highlight for uh, Black Entertainment in 2021. It's that Jonas <laughs> is working in uh, with NPR and the host of a weekend flagship show. So that's my highlight for the year. Nice. That's a great highlight. And I man, it's huge. I yeah. I got an uncle here in Southern California that listens to NPR like it's religion. I mean, mm-hmm. like for real. And so um, I'm excited to tell him that I know somebody that listens, that is a producer an executive producer on one of your shows that you listen to. And so from now on, you have to listen to it all the time. Otherwise we're not family. Boom. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Support, support, support. (laughs) Jojo for real, man. This this is real big time. I'm very proud of you. Happy for you. Thank you very much. I I know the work that you put in. I know your, I know your, uh, your talent, your skill set, And this right here, this has potential for you, bro. And yeah, I know you know it. I know. You yeah, know it. absolutely. I mean, I appreciate all the warm words. I really do. Uh, this is one of those situations where they don't know who they let in the building. Yeah. We can go for that. In a, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. They definitely yeah. don't know who they let in the building. I'm one of them people who comes in and works and learns everybody's job. Yeah. And when they say, hey, can you do this? As a matter of fact, I can. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, I definitely can do that. Oh, how'd you That's learn that? Dope. Watching y'all. Watching y'all. Peeking over y'all shoulder when y'all ain't know I was. Like, oh, right. that button do? I know what that button does now. Beep, beep, boop, beep. Yep. Absolutely. Congratulations, yeah. That's, That's a huge deal. Yeah, Thank man. you very much. Um, I-, I love this conversation that we're going to have about entertainment because I think it's absolutely poised for where we're at in the season of life. Um, we're recording this just days before Christmas. It's a great time uh, to celebrate, um, spend time with family. And entertainment is a big part of that. Um, in the African-American culture, entertainment actually has been one of the catalyst efforts and things that we've put place in place to make sure that we really um, enjoy life. Um, you, if you look historically down the pipeline, you're going to know, obviously, that, you know, Black people in this country, for the most part, ma- the majority of people came from a um, background that is steeped in slavery. And so way back, way back, if you go all the way back to the beginning of that history here in this country, we um, uh, only had work and we had the work of people who were basically making us do it. So, uh, you know, the slave work that we had. So uh, when we were given time away from the fields and away from the work that they were requiring of us because we didn't have any choice because we were at the time property, which is crazy by itself, um, Mm -hmm. entertainment was a big deal. And so um, I I think it's very important for me to point out, I know we're going to be shallow, not shallow, but we're not going to be as heavy, but I think it's very important to point out that the reason why African-Americans are really, really inspired by um, uh, entertainment is because um, it was the thing that we had. 
that created community and allowed for us to enjoy even in the times that were the worst. And if you think about where we're at right now in the times of life, especially with the coronavirus, this Amarion, I'm sorry, I'm joking. The Amarion, uh, <laughs> um, I kind of refuse to call it the Omicron virus now. I just, the Omicron virus. The om- uh, you know, Omarion. That's all I can call him. That was that was going to be dancing across the screen, dancing yep. across the screen. But in this time, you know, where it's gotten the, the worst, um, uh, you know, we've had this new spike of this disease. We just seem like we can't escape um, a, a reality that I believe we're going to probably have to embrace. And so talking about entertainment, keeping it light, having some fun, talking about some of the things that we've enjoyed in 2021, as well as some of the catalyst moments that we've experienced in our life, I think is a great conversation for us to have. Um, So I'm going to back off because this is really not my platform. I got a couple of things that I'm going to say. And from there, I'm going to be color and then let y'all brothers who probably have a little bit more of uh, a life than I do uh, talk about entertainment from that standpoint. There's a common theme I've noticed when I go back and listen to these podcasts, right? And the common theme that I've noticed is me explaining to people Anthony's face (laughs) (laughs) when certain things are said by either me or Jeff. And right now, while he was saying that he was going to take a step back because this, that, and the third, Anthony was looking like, uh, what? (laughs) <laughs> I don't be paying attention to this. No way, man. <laughs> now, how you going to see that? But you going to see me dancing across the screen like, the, Omar, like the Omarion virus. Omarion and I was, getting to, <laughs> I was getting to that. I was getting to that, too. <laughs> Tell me how I didn't see that. Of course I saw it. <laughs> yeah. So between Anthony dancing like Omarion, <laughs> between uh, him making the face like, uh, I don't be listening to this on him, you know, we're just talking about like our random moments. We're going to just randomly shoot from the hip and it's going to be a lot of uh, stuff that we miss, I'm sure, man, uh, from 2021 that we could probably talk about and whatnot. But because uh, like like I said, the year's been a blur, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what are y'all, what's y'all's primary uh, method of entertainment? Ooh. You mean as oh. far as. This man said golf. I'm, so I'm that's not a, lying though. So that's a pastime. <laughs> My daughter's in the room. My daughter's in the room, everybody. By the way. Joy to, joy to the world. Hi, Joy Joy. You don't say hi? No? You did say, you just said hi. Now you don't want to yeah. say it no more. God, Princess. Joy Joy. She talks when she feels like. She does. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Just unplug my mic. <laughs> And definitely don't edit none of this. No. At all. Well, no, well, definitely not. I, I already said I, when I left in the room that I was going to, um, whatever she did is being left in the cut. So how about you don't press the buttons on my computer, though? But yeah, um, main forms of, inter- yeah, main yeah. forms of entertainment, though, um, as far as music, I just type anything into title and um, as far as on the TV screen, um, Netflix, I'll tell you what, I was, uh, I still haven't even finished it, but uh, Squid Games got my attention for a while. I still need hmm. to finish that though. Um, I'm a heavy snowfall fanatic. 
So uh, I was very happy to see that their new season will be out in February. I'm very happy to see Atlanta is going to be coming back in 2023, 2022, the show on FX. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that show. Um, what else? What else? What else? From, you said what um, as far as how do we consume entertainment? No. So I appreciate your answers, Brother Jonas. But my main question was not necessarily from each medium, but which medium? You know what I mean? Like if you had a choice of entertainment, would you pick TV, music, movies, live shows? As much as I should say music, because I'm the DJ here, man, TV has been great lately. (laughs) It's pretty good shows on. There's some pretty good shows out. And a lot of the music isn't retaining my uh, attention nowadays. As far as the latest stuff out, I just find myself, I I don't say music because I find myself listening to older stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going to say, you know, you know, it's because you're old, right? Yeah. Pretty much, but I, I try to give some of the new stuff a chance, and it just doesn't. Some of it is good, but it just don't hold my attention as long. Like the albums don't have that type of uh, replay value, longev- longevity. They don't. They, it doesn't stick with me as long. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, this song is cool. Oh yeah, it's got a few jamming songs on here, but I go right back to listening to the old stuff. Like it just mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't hit my eardrum the same. It doesn't hit my soul the same. I think that the music is too easy to create now. And they're not putting the same amount of time into it that they used to. And then the ones that do stick out so much and that you hold on to those. Like I loved that new Nas album that came out. That King's Disease 2 was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a lot of those. No. But you can well, tell they put some time into them. And he's and he's more um, our generation's goat. You exactly. Know? So it makes sense for uh, for him to stick with us a little more than because I I don't know if it's um, if it's the way that they're making it or what, but I can't I can't even sit and listen to some of this stuff, and I'm I've. Probably because I'm old, but I do find myself whenever I'm looking for um, for musical entertainment, I'm hitting the old school. Like I got a a playlist of old school. I'm just hit it uh, pretty much 90 percent of the time. Uh, There's some new cats that have come out. Um, Jeff, I'm not going to try to step on your toes here, but I know you like I mean, J. Cole hit pretty good this year. Real good. <laughs> his, his, yeah. his album, his album got a lot of replay. Um, because he did he he knows what he's doing. Um, but I think Jonas, he hit something. He talked about how it's not really hitting your soul as much. And I think it's because a lot of uh, any any of the new stuff that I've heard, it's like speaking to an audience that I can't relate to. Okay. And I think it's more than just my age. The, the age gap is just like I'm not I'm not in a hustle mode yeah and a lot of these a lot of these songs are about hustling and getting and I'm not th- I'm not in that mode anymore but even some of the hustle songs of now aren't the same from 10 years ago 
yeah. when a Jeezy or a T.I. or a Rick Ross was like on top. Yeah, you know, just, talk, just talking about the game. Yeah, 10, 15 years ago, those, you know, three were on top like crazy and Wayne. Mm-hmm. And even they had something clever going on with their wordplay, you know, pick the right beats that, you know, it just it just seemed different now. Mm-hmm. It just don't it's, it seems so uh, it's just not connecting in the same way. But mm-hmm. like you said, they also aren't speaking to me. <laughs> I'm not in the heavy hustle mode either. <laughs> You're not their target demographic. Yeah, I'm definitely not the target demographic. So I will, you know, you know, be fair in this situation. Yeah. But um, it just even from a party aspect, you know, I'm, I still DJ and I still have to, you know, spend some current songs and whatnot. Even that stuff, I, you know, even when I was uh, kind of phasing out of DJing for like the current hot crowd or whatever mm-hmm. i could still hear a song and know why i should play it for these for this group mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's some of these songs they're so dreary and depressing <laughs> it's like i don't even want to party to this stuff like but they'll mm-hmm. be you know singing the word for word and, all, and it's like whoa this is different yeah the tempo is a lot slower and you know just the just the overall feel of it is depressing. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean. And I'd be like, wow, this is That's like, unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. But, you know, we ain't taking it there right now. But at the same time, uh, there's, there's some good stuff. There's still some good stuff out. And there were some good moments in music. I definitely like the Nas. I like that Tyler Creator album that came out this year. It was, it was more like a mixtape. Mm. had dj drama on it and it, you know it sounded just like his old mixtapes so it was all original music but that boy's rapping is he yeah give it a chance that boy is I rapping i have not heard a single thing that man has ever made really not, not, not oh. to my knowledge yeah I've, I've been up on him for a minute he's one of them self-made kids that completely did it his own way and mm. kind of owns his own empire i respect that my like chance he, yeah, like a chance, even probably bigger than chance, because uh, like chance ain't popping right now. No, but I know but what you Tyler mean. is super popping with mm-hmm. you know with all the stuff that he's put out, and his festivals sell out. He sold out the Garden a couple times. Really? Yeah, he's one of them that has his own cult following, and they run with him. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just does what he wants in music, and but when he wants to sit down and rap, the boy be rapping. So, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm going to Apple Music right now, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna put in Tyler the Creator and see what happens. And I'm his gonna latest, hold you to your word. His latest album is called uh, "Call Me Call Me If You Get Lost." That's impressive as well. <laughs> <laughs> this we, is didn't what lot, we didn't have album titles like that when we were coming up, man. We that's pretty. That's pretty fly. Now, yeah, that's pretty fly. So yeah, I, I see it. I'm mm-hmm. checking it out. I hit the plus sign yeah. on Apple Music. The cover, uh, the cover yeah. is a duplicate of Old Dirty Bastard. Return to yeah, the it's ODB. Yeah, I really? see that. Yeah, I show my phone's you charging. I'm not gonna. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, he got busy. There it is. He got busy. Yeah. It's that. That's cool. You know, the, for me, one of the. the when I'm listening to music, music is a form of entertainment for me. I listen to it in the car, though. I don't really listen to music around the house. And that's kind of, kind of a shift in culture for 
um, definitely black families where music in the house was what where we were first exposed to music. Yeah. Now we are exposed to music in a, a, a ton of different ways. Um, but when we were coming up, we were exposed to the music of our parents, um, you know, Saturday morning cleaning, cleaning, cleaning or Sunday morning before church, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found myself um, and this was probably definitely been the past 10 to 15 years where I've listened to more spiritual music primarily. Um, and I'm really into this um, move, movement of Maverick City. Um, I love authentic music. I love music that definitely has a a spirit behind it that kind of pushes you to uh, you know they're they're singing and they're 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 praising and they're they're kind of pulling from a place in me that says this is authentic. You should want to experience this too. And so I, I love um, Maverick City and 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 everything that they're doing. It's just a group of young people that are getting together and you know just recording songs that really just come up in the moment. It's it's crazy the way they do it. And so uh, for me, I've listened to more spiritual music. Um, over the past 15 years. And that's been um, the source of my entertainment. Now, I know that sounds kind of probably cliche because I'm I'm the pastor on the set. Um, but I also know that when I'm listening to music that has more language in it, I'm more prone to language. And so I try not to, to ingest too much music with language, if you will. Um, if you let that fly in the pulpit, huh? Bruh. I, and you don't know how many times there's been times where I'm like, man, I thought that. What if that had to come out? Because I do think it sometimes. It's I've crazy. Seen you, because, I've seen you preach enough. I know when it happens. Yeah, you know. You know. It's You don't know whether it's me. That's what you know, you, never mind. I'll, Anthony I'll go be sitting there <laughs> tapping his wife, saying, "Look, he almost cussed right there, didn't he? Look, he almost cussed. Look, he almost cussed him. Yeah. Look, 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 look. <laughs> look, now they giggling and snickering yeah, together. You know why they're giggling and snickering? <laughs> and you're looking at them. But yeah, that's that's been the music. Now I, I, I'll agree with you. The two albums this year that are really, if I was gonna say for the culture that set the 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 pulse and the tone for the year, uh, were J Cole and were Nas. I jumped on Nas probably about four or five weeks, maybe six weeks after our our brothers did. My brothers did. Um, they were talking about it like as me, immediately when it dropped. And my wife is a huge Nas fan, so she was telling me mm. about it too. Um, I'm not one to go with what the masses say, so I'm not going to listen okay. to it when you're listening to it, and so I can co-sign on what you say. I'm going to listen to it for me in the Wait, moment, even when it's somebody close to you, even when it's somebody that's close to me. I got to see. Be, I got to be ready for it. And so I like to experience new music when I'm about to do something brand new. Um, So for the J. Cole album, I downloaded that maybe two weeks before I went um, on a birthday trip with Anthony. uh, And we went to do one of the 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 coolest things that I probably have ever done, which is go to a major golf tournament in um, uh, Kiowa Island, South Carolina. And when I got there, I was like, have y'all been on that J. Cole? And like immediately everybody in the truck got buzzed over the fact that it was hard. And we we listened to it the whole time we were there. So I have a soundtrack to that experience. Um, and then the same way it is with the um, the album for um, uh, uh, Nas, I was I can't remember what I was doing, but I was getting ready to do something that I had never done before. And I knew that the only way that I was really going to truly experience it is to have having this new experience with this new music. And man, Nas, man, he took me back to 91, 92, the flavor, the soul, the heart of what he was saying. And then to pull 
Lauren Hill into the game. That was crazy, uh, man. That I mean, was crazy. I, I, I cycle that one on a regular basis right now because Lauren, you know, she was exactly the artist that I needed in high school because uh, I'm I'm more of an R and B guy. You know, I love okay. I love R and B more probably than I love hip hop. You know, I I, I did do Wu Tang, but Wu Tang, you know, had the essence of all the R and B behind. Yeah, that's right, Wu Tang. You know, we do that. Um, so, you know, but Lauren Hill had the essence of everything that I was looking for in high school and then to pull her off the bench and basically and, and for her to basically say, <laughs> for her to basically say that she was, um, she's, I, I wasn't on the bench. I've been doing this the whole right. time. Y'all just wasn't yep. receiving it. That was just man, mind blowing stuff. So, you know, for me, music is that entertainment, but I, I, I kind of gravitate to sports and I, I gravitate to, um, to, to events, you know, I'm, I'm getting back into basketball, getting back into football a little bit more heavy than I've ever been. Um, and then this past weekend, I watched Tiger Woods and his son play a tournament mm -hmm. and this man crashed his SUV and almost lost his leg 10 Ooh. months ago. Yeah. He's definitely a superhero. So, you know, those are kind of my mediums. I tend to fall in, in the uh, music which is interesting because my mom used to have to pull me away from, pull me literally away from the television set. Um, Cause you know, y'all know eighties cartoons were, were banging. Absolutely. So it was uh, uh, hard to pull me away from, from the TV. <laughs> but then I got introduced to hip hop. And uh, when, when my uh, older brother started well, when he started playing it, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, it was always on the radio and stuff, but it really wasn't like like Jeff was talking about playing music in the house. We weren't really doing that as much until he started doing it, and it was all you know. We're, we're here to talk. We're not talking about old school like I want to, but um, <laughs> it was all the old school uh, cats, all the old school groups, and it really did something to me. Like it changed, like my like the feeling I always, I used to tell um, cats in, in high school that I wouldn't have to worry. They wouldn't have to worry about me doing drugs because music would give me high. Cause it just <laughs> gave me a, it gave me a sensation, like a euphoria kind of feeling. I didn't know what that sensation was cause I was a kid, but it gave me that sensation and it, and it just has always done that. And it really didn't matter. Um, like that. Well, the type of music, that would do that would be heavily dependent on where I was at the time. Like what, what kind of mood I'm in, like music bring music brings me out of bad moods. Oftentimes maybe some, it probably gives me bad moods because <laughs> like Jeff, there was a time when the language would change based on the music that I was listening to. Yeah. <laughs> But I've got more. I've got more self control now. There was a time that's disappointing that I'm the only one that's still struggling there. Well, you know, life <laughs> life is different. Um, but yeah, music music is probably my medium of choice for entertainment purposes because you know that that goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know that you can say Netflix. Your TV can go anywhere because you got Netflix, but you ain't supposed to be watching. Netflix while right. you're driving. Right. You're not supposed to be watching Netflix while you're doing others. It is, I mean, I, you can't really even hold your attention. I don't do that. 
Good. I don't, I don't so, know. Good. I think that went <laughs> out with, you know, when t- like screens all in the all in the truck and in the car. Right. Yeah. So, remember, remember that? that? Remember that era? I oh, do. Gosh. Yes. The I remember TVs in the back in the head. That was a real life thing. Big timers got a whole song about putting TVs in the headrest, TVs yeah. in the dashboard, watching movies. Yeah, yeah, movies. All kinds. Leave it at that. <laughs> wow. but yeah, but music travels with you. Music can go anywhere, and you can listen to it at any time, and um, so it really hits. And even now, so I'm, um, again, it still kind of depends on where where I am, uh, like in the moment. Like, what do I? What do I feel like I need to hear from working out? Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll use uh, my hip hop tracks. Sometimes I'll get going with some gospel music with some uh, old school gospel or some of the Maverick City stuff type stuff that Jeff was talking about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the music lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll sit and watch TV every now and then, but I don't really have as much time as I used to. So really, all the TV I watch is, ends up being shows with the kids. Um, some of the new, the, you know, them new Marvel Jones <laughs> with the kids because um, yeah. they really enjoy that. And that's part of their daddy time. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a couple that, of shows. Was that this year? What was the Marvel show with, with the, um, was that Vision? And yeah. WandaVision? Was WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah, that, that was, was earlier this, this year. That was this year, y'all. That was, the be- that was at the beginning of the year. Sure it's was. It's crazy. You just reminded me. It's like so far away, but yet it feels like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Told you. It was a blur. WandaVision, low-key. All All of it. All of of that. Wow. The man, uh, what is it? The the Mandalorian? That was this year. Mandalorian. Wow, that was this year. Mandalorian been the last two years, though. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, it was the most recent season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They carried over into this year. I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. <laughs> well, the only reason the only reason I, I know that is because I have my kids keep asking, "Is the next season coming out?" Right. <laughs> like, yes, it is. <laughs> so it's not what you think. Mm-hmm. So your so, kids are heavy in the Mandalorian too. My my son is heavy. They heavy. They will watch. Um, well, you know, they got into things like Star Wars and Marvel and all that because of right. Me. Okay. Um, so I, I found it entertaining and it kind of, it kind of, uh, lands in different age groups, right. um, for different reasons, but I, y'all know it's been, that stuff has been out since before we were way before, before our time, not, not Jeff, but before we were born, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, Jeff, the yes, first Jeff. one. Star a new hope came out in 77, so you that counts. No, no, but the no. rest of them, you know what, Anthony? <laughs> this might start a whole nother trend of me explaining Jeff's um, face. You know, no, he's the, disgusted the, the, the with point, Anthony. The right point now. is, the point is that you know, stuff that entertained me when I was their age, I wanted to entertain them. I think that's well, that doesn't necessarily speak. Well, it does. It does kind of speak to black entertainment. It does. Because there's a whole lot of things that still resonate as when resonated with us when we were kids that translates and, and carries over and carries on uh and, and now impacts our kids. Uh, but yeah, they're they're into that kind of stuff. Um good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Sometimes it's hard to find uh 
stuff to watch with your kids nowadays because so much stuff is crazy. Correct. Some right. of the best shows out right now are just flat out raunchy and crazy. I keep telling my son, he's 15. I'm like, no, nah, you can't watch Boondocks yet. Oh, no. And yo, no, 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 every no, time no, I think wait, about it, yeah. I'm wrong then, huh? Huh? I got you know what? I'm going to tell you like this, too. He was like, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you like this, because he asked, he's like, oh, man, I still can't watch Boondocks. I was like, what? Why? I was like, they, they get into some stuff that I don't know if you we are. I don't know uh, if you're ready for it yet. I just I just started rewatching it because it's on because uh, it's on streaming right now. And I started uh-huh. to watch the first uh, four episodes of season one. And I'm like, no, nah, my kids ain't watching this until they're 21. You have to just to understand it all and to not. Exactly. We'll just say just to understand it all. Yeah. Basically, I can say she's not watched the whole episode, but I did try. I, that's what I'm really getting at. So no, yeah. we didn't we Look. didn't get through the that first episode, uh, the first first episode, like the trailer. Uh-huh. Episode, I know. I was like, he nah, was baby. butt naked in the living room doing aerobics. Correct. Right. Exactly. That's, that's how they stopped. kicked it off. That's and the way it's stopped. and the way it's streaming now is all uncensored too. So no. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, man, you know, black entertainment, man, we don't we we don't really um, we don't really hold back, do we? I mean, we we definitely speak to our experience. If you look at over the course of, you know, we've been we're talking 2021. Right. And you could go back to 2022, 2020, 2019, 2019, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you can. Right. You <laughs> can look at this situation, man. And we really, really embraced blackness. But we've embraced the, like the the culture. I mean, like that whole line, do it for the culture. That's the thing, mm-hmm. man. Like for real. That's that's real, man. There's been a lot of things. And I think I think we've taken the agency. I don't know that it was given to us very much, but we've taken it. I think um, we've realized the importance of ownership. Yes. Um, in these recent coming years, when I look at shows, well, first of all, first and foremost, I will. I, I even hate to precursor this by saying I'm not a huge fan of his, but I respect what he's doing. And that's that man, Tyler Perry. Yeah. Um, I was never a big fan of Medea. But, yeah, like or the, you know, when I first moved down south, he was already going, started going crazy with the stage plays. They would come mm-hmm. to Jackson frequently and clean up, you know, and just rake in all the money. Like everybody mm-hmm. I knew was just talking about going to these Medea plays. Medea does this. Medea does that. It was always something new, something different. And I was like, man, who is this guy? That, you know, people would show me, you know, the the tapes that they would buy from the plays. And then next thing you know, you look up, he got a movie. Then next thing you know, he got a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he got uh, TV sitcoms. And next thing you know, he had his own uh Production studio, production studio in Atlanta, and I was that, but that even, Marvel uses, yeah, and the even before then, studio in the country, the highest producing studio in the country. And I remember having a conversation back in the day with my father-in-law because I think our wives wanted to go see one of those Medea movies, and we weren't with it. So, <laughs> and I told him, I was like, "Yeah, I ain't trying to go see that movie either." I was like, "Um, I may not be a fan of these movies." I was like, "But I respect what he's doing." And I said, no, he looked at me. He was like, what do you mean? I said, if you look at all those movies, they all got his name on them. And I see a whole lot of black people working. Mm -hmm. I was like, from his plays to his TV shows, to his movies, 
I see a lot of black people working. A lot of actors that we forgot about, for one, a lot of new actors, and then a lot of actors that he went back and got that we forgot about. Because mm-hmm. until we seen his stuff, we didn't know where Rudy went. She went to Keisha, Spelman, that's what I knew. Yeah, we knew she went to Spelman and Keisha Napoleon. We didn't see her getting much acting work until Tyler Perry came along. Until Tyler brought her back. And he's done that for a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, you know, resurrect a bunch of careers like that. So uh, to see what he has built and then for that to rub off on others. And, you know, you look at people like uh, uh, Insecure, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you look at Issa Rae and a lot of the stuff that she's doing. And, you know, you see the influence and you see the, 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 you know, the more influence that he has and people looking to own Mm -hmm. what they are doing and not just you know, get a show and then the, the network has the power to cancel it or replace them, mm-hmm. you know, you know, going back to like a Keenan Ivory Wayans and a Robert Townsend, it seems like fully be coming into its own right now yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. Cause they did their own, um, they wrote, produced, directed, starred in, casted and all that, but they, you're right. They still had to, um, work under an umbrella exactly right. i mean there exactly. weren't there weren't a whole lot of studios there probably weren't any studios that were knocking on their door talking about can we use your camera can we use exactly. your sex? can we use <laughs> like man yeah. like i and i i get i get all that what you're saying man and mm-hmm. i knew because it took it took a minute Whew. for me to even come around to respecting even that part yeah it took me a minute i had to look back and really take an honest look like well, okay i see what he's doing yeah but all right and that's i see what's great. going on enterprise here. all of them is he's an enterprise he's an enterprise by himself which is an amazing by himself. thing and he um and he he came from broke like not yeah. just broke like in debt broke yeah to do it so he you know, came from homeless broke exactly broke. Exactly. So, you know, I, I love what Tyler's doing. Um, yeah, you know, it's not on it's not on the level of like a Spike Lee who will risk personality and, uh, you know, even his own. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just personality, but his reputation, mm-hmm. his reputation on the line to do the, the work that he's doing. But, hey, it's 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 working for the culture. Well, I don't, I don't know, Jeff. I think he, I think he did take a, take those same risks just in a different way. Cause it says a lot to, to, uh, to me to say, no, I, everything that is happening, I'm still going to produce the movie the way I want to produce. It's not like Spike Lee's movies resonated with me more just cause I, cause uh-huh. I'm a personality type. Um, his movies did what they needed to do for the audience that they needed to do it for. And he took, I mean, he took some, he, he took some personal risk. It seems to me, I don't know his full story. I'll be honest with you, but it sure seems like there is some just risk in a different way. Y'all know how I feel about risk anyway, but he took, mm-hmm. he took some risk in a different way in the sense that he said, this is the way it's going to happen. And this is the way y'all are going to know who Tyler Perry is period. I'm making movies that speak to the black culture. Um, and y'all are going to hear our perspective on marriage, on uh, grandparenting, on families, on divorce, on all sorts of things. And 
Like I I haven't seen uh one a Medea movie yet. <laughs> I, but um I res- like I said, I respect all that he's done. If mm-hmm. so I don't, I think I think he did take the uh I don't think you can get as far as he did without taking risks. Yeah, I was, as he I has think, currently, like he's I don't and no compromise can. and no yeah. compromise. Right. Like, this is the this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a Tyler Perry movie, and you're gonna know what a Tyler Perry movie is as soon as you see the trailer. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely right. That's real. That's real. I, I think what I'm getting at though is that you know you you created he created he created a different genre that allowed for even some of these hip hop artists to come out and just be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not using the word come out in the way that society means. We know what you out. mean. I'm, yeah, I'm we got you. a different way. Um, Cause if you think about it, you've got this um, Nicki Minaj, you've got artists like that, man, that are just, you know, from an entertainment standpoint, I, I, I'm down with Nicki Minaj from the time she came out with the, you know, that first joint that she did. I was loving her, you know, and she does not come from the cut of different artists and the the style and the background even of the artists that we are accustomed to coming from. I mean, we grew up with artists that had transitioned from the street life to the, the studio life. And now I think that's the best way for me to put it. Um, but Nikki was like, yo, I'll still, I'm still down for my, my lifestyle in that way. If I had to do it that way, I, I love that black entertainment, whether, you know, people want to embrace it for the state, for what it is or not has allowed itself to become what it has become because it's unique because it's influential. And because there's nobody in the world that's not listening to these artists and being influenced by them. Mm-hmm. With the whole Tyler Perry point, it's like a, he may not serve our interests. When I say our, I mean us three on this podcast right now. I like Tyler. But we would be foolish to think that he is not serving black people. And, you know, like this, the, the, his movies, his shows, all of them do numbers. The yeah. stage, the stage plays were doing numbers with yeah. black folk. He was connecting with black women in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really had a saw like a large you know, following of, of black men in particular, you know, to his work as far as the stage plays and whatnot. And just the whole idea of Medea, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like the, the like the niche that he found, he found it and he milked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I can't say here a little bit more, a little bit more serious work because of it. Exactly. Exactly. Like he found his way in and that opened up the, the door for him to make other stuff, you know, like, yeah. okay, like Medea, I'm a super served in Medea. They think it's funny. I'm a, I'm a super served them that. And then that's going to open the door for me to do this other type of movie or this mm-hmm. other type of movie and this other type of play and this other type of thing, you know, this other type of TV show and house of pains or, you know, the other stuff that he's got going on. So I, I can't do nothing, but, you know, respect the hustle of it i can't do nothing but respect the the risks that i'm sure he took and not in the focus to say you know what i'm gonna build my own production studio and i'm not even gonna do it in hollywood i'm mm-hmm. gonna do it where we are i'm gonna do it where we are i'm gonna go That's put right. it in atlanta exactly mm-hmm. you know like we a recognizable are, yeah. a, a recognizable space for black people yeah that's and, and, crazy and how many how many black artists escape their roots 
and say, I can't do what I'm doing where I'm from because where I'm from won't embrace it the way that they need to, uh-huh. not knowing that had they just chosen to do it where they were from, it would blow up. I mean, that's the whole Nipsey Hustle st- story, isn't it? He mm-hmm. stayed where he was from and stayed true to that. And, you know, a- another individual that had a cult following um, mm-hmm. that it still has a cult following. And it's even bigger now because most people didn't even know who Nipsey was before he passed away. So, you know, you're looking at when it comes to black entertainment, I love it because we are established as our own entity and the entire industry has to buy it now and has to support it now because, you know, I mean, think about it. Marvel Studios was great before Black Panther and then after Black Panther, Hmm. they're a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Like a whole different thing. I mean, they have a whole different thing now because Black Panther was like, we'll bring you a Billy. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah, it's one thing for Iron Man to bring up a billion. But, you know, like Chadwick Boseman was still relatively new. Right. Mm-hmm. Unknown. You know, to, to, for the you, most know, part. you know, he had done like, you know, James Brown. And 47. He had done well, 42. 42. 42. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I did baseball's, not mean that. I did not mean that. And baseball's I'm not, not in it. Baseball's <laughs> not your jam. It's okay. I just like the Cubs. I knew exactly where he was going with that. Anthony is foul. <laughs> anyway. You're so disgusted oh. with me right now. <laughs> you, have, you have no idea, bro. <laughs> so disgusted with me. Like I was I saying. Was about, I was thinking about something else. Black Panther <laughs> and Chadwick Boseman. He was relatively new. He wasn't a big box office draw that other black actors have been proven to be. So when they opened up that pocket, and got a billion off a movie like Black Panther. And you see white kids picking out a Black Panther costume to be for Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you notice a real culture shift and a power shift. Yeah. Where they cannot deny the Black dollar. Uh, somebody else that had tapped in and and into the culture and also, you know, isn't in the business of just, you know, getting a check from movie studios anymore and just being a work for hire and being a partner is um, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought Kevin up. We was just I thought about it when I was talking about when I was talking about Tyler Perry, I thought about Kevin Hart and, you know, Heartbeat Productions and everything that he's got going on because he's a powerhouse in his own right. Mm-hmm. A huge, huge powerhouse with his and team. Putting so many black entertainers in the comedic standpoint, from a comedic standpoint, on like yep. this guy is giving back to the industry and rebuilding it uh, from a from a, a black comic standpoint. Now, uh, don't get me wrong; we we still have Dave Chappelle's and all of these others that are doing <coughs> their thing, but Kevin Hart brought it back to, I hate to say it this way because it sounds very whitewashed and I don't want it to sound whitewashed, but Kevin Hart brought it back to the mainstream and, and mm-hmm. got, you know, what, what Eddie Murphy was to, to comedy in the eighties, Kevin Hart is to comedy in the two thousands. Now, when you say comedy, are you talking about stand up in particular? I, I, I start there. Or just comedy period. I start there, but Kevin Hart, he he's he's proven now that it's beyond just what he does from a stand up. Let me show you my, my set type of entertainment. 
he has moved it to the big screen and he's got one of the most he had at least three weeks ago he had one of the most popular um streaming videos on netflix and it was a serious film you know that was a shocker like have y'all checked that out the um Mm -hmm. what's called true story i haven't Mm -hmm. i haven't checked it out i just knew that it was grossing very high i still uh, look i'm notorious for starting shows and not finishing them because then I get distracted. I got three kids. As I told you earlier, I have three children and I'm a husband. <laughs> so I'm chasing around a two-year-old and I get to shows when I can get to them. But that true story is really, really good. Hmm. It's really good. And it takes you through some loops that you ain't know. It takes you on a ride that you ain't know you signed up for. It's him and Snipes, right? Yep. It's pretty damn good. I will tell y'all that. So check it out when you get a chance. And you know, it's, it's on Netflix, so you can just go ahead and binge it out. You know what I'm saying? If you got the time or whatever. It's but a series, not a movie? It's a series. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a series, and it's good. Yeah, it's in a good, serious role. It's got its little funny moments in it and whatnot, but it's, it's, a, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. It's a drama. That other movie he had out earlier in the year, he's a single father. Yeah, that was great. That was uh, great. I think that, that was, was called, great. What was that called? Fatherhood? Yeah. Might have been. Yeah. That was it. That was Fatherhood. really that was good. Great. That was good stuff. I enjoyed watching that because it gave I mean one of the things that society is not going to do is talk about a black father, right? And so here we are talking about black entertainment and Kevin Hart putting himself out there as the single black father trying to do it his own way. Mm-hmm. Man, it was so impressive to me how he went through the process of losing his wife, raising this daughter. Hold getting- up. Did, wait, Anthony, did you see it? No, but you can talk about it. It's fine. Oh, OK, cool. OK. I was going to keep talking anyway. I know. Um, it's fine. So, you know. Losing his wife, raising his daughter, and then getting back into the dating game and the twists and turns that he was experiencing through that whole process. Like, there are people in society that would love to believe that Black fathers don't have a heart. And Kevin brought the heart back to the father. And I'm not being no pun intended. No pun intended. Like, literally, he did that. And that was a great. A, a expression, you know. So, I mean, we're we're, we're a little bit more serious now than we want, uh-huh. we were probably intended to be. But great examples of how black entertainment is really starting to shape black culture in this country um, and 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 globally. Because you know, where Anthony and I spend time um, every year when um, uh, COVID's not trying to keep us out of there, um, even in West Africa, the followers that I have on social media, man, they are all about how. North American, especially um, United, the United States Black culture is in terms of, um, you know, how they are to be over there. We influence from an inter- entertainment standpoint globally. Wait, stop you right there. Not even just from an entertainment standpoint. We influence everything. Word. Nothing Word. moves without us. Word. And they will never admit it. And I'm talking about, as the kids say, the ops. some will the younger ones will but they will never admit that everything comes from us anything that is cool anything that is quote unquote hip anything that is like the the whatever is the the now the thing that everybody's following it started with us like it always traces back to somebody black yeah doing it first and either them 
pinching off of it or borrowing it or paying for it or stealing it. Like everything, nothing moves without us. That's why I get like so upset when we get all mad and irate that we didn't win some award from some show that, you know, some award show that they control and we get all mad. Hey, such and such deserved to win that, you know, like we need to stop looking for them for, for validation. Validity, for validity. I was going to say validity, but that's just, it's a variation of the same doggone words. See, we on the same page. We on the same page. You know, that's we, all, I was going to say that, Jeff. I, you had mentioned, you had said that uh, entertainment influenced the culture, but the cult, the culture, the entertainment is uh, more a reflection of the culture. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're just getting now the opportunity. Like if you look at shows um, that we grew up on that were, that were um, focused on black families, there were a few that had um, very dominant black influence, black writers, um, black uh, creators, black developers. Um, there's one, there's for all that he did, uh, Bill Cosby was a influencer at the time in a fairly positive way, as far as we knew. <laughs> well, we'll just, um, um, we'll just talk about the on TV screen moments. Exactly right. You know? Well, even, even there's like his stand up comedy and yeah. the people, yeah. the people that he brought up, the people that he influenced, the people that he, um, that he opened doors for. Yeah. Um, like it, like we talk about Tyler Perry, we can't really talk about cuz like that no more, <laughs> but he is kind of like the, um, again, outside of his huge drastic mistakes that he's made. Yeah. Um, when you talk about the work that he's done, you know, then you, then you just think about how a lot of, a lot of other maybe black focused entertainment always still had to be reliant and because it was reliant on um, a greater power than themselves, they still had to kind of toe the line. And you Mm -hmm. think about a show like in living color that crossed several lines all the time. Um, You know, it didn't, it hit with, with a certain demographic, but it didn't hit for hard, it didn't hit hard enough and long enough because it really should be on now in the same way that Saturday Night Live is still. It should, on, it should, right? But because it was still reliant and it crossed too many lines, then it gets pulled. Yeah. Um, but now it's uh, to the point where, and I don't, I don't, I can't even really pinpoint when and where it happened. But at some point, we just it just seemed like the people who were creating and developing the entertainment like from a all black perspective stopped caring and just started putting out the entertainment that uh, wanted, that they wanted us to see that they wanted uh, the world to see like, no, this, what y'all want us to be is not it. Like because Cosby did so well and did have that quote unquote crossover potential um, and you know, the, a whole lot of shows wanted to try to emulate and re- and repeat that. You know what? And they do that to us and not just television. Correct. That's in anything that we do. Right. Um, once they see that it works, then it's, hey, Y'all do that. Do it that do way. Do that again. That same All thing, 
that. Do that again. Right. All of y'all have to Living do it single, that way. Huh. Friends. That's <laughs> the best way to say it. Living right. single, friends. Same but show. Same, some, same show. At some point, we just said, you know what? No, we don't. We're not going to just be the Cosby show or even a different world. Mm -hmm. We're going to be the Parkers. We're going to be Moesha. We're going to be Martin. Martin. We're going to, and we keep talking about our old school stuff, Um, but we're going to be. Say everybody um, loves Chris or hates Chris. Everybody hates Chris. That was my show. Y'all getting off top. Y'all getting off top. What um, Your boy, even the Wanda Sykes uh, created show that she got on Netflix. I heard that was uh, good. I ain't checked it out yet. But like she, I know what you talking like, about with Mike? Epps. But yeah, we start we started doing it. So she, <laughs> Parker, I think Andy that's Parker's? it. Something like um, the Parkers is older. Don't I'm get sorry. me to lie. Um, but what what she did was like, now this all black cast finna show y'all what what, what this doing? all black life is about. So right. you know, at at some point. And and look how hugely successful that it's still been. Yep. Yeah. Look how hugely successful it's still been. People are, we are not yeah. like compromising anymore, and we're still able to entertain in the way because music in music, we already know we where we how we started, and how how um, you know they tried to pigeonhole us and we broke out of that with hip hop and hip hop has turned into the global phenomenon that it is. Um, but now in, in visual entertainment, um, you're starting to see a lot more of the, uh, this is, this is who we are. Like, yeah. uh, uh, take it to the stage play. I mean, yeah. take it to the stage play. Look at, look what Hamilton did, you know, and that, you know, that's, that's people of color on stage doing what, was traditionally not in the lane of African-Americans or people of color and ridiculous reviews for this show. You know, best, I, I, best stage play I've ever seen in my life. And, and I love, and I love musicals. I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I watched musicals my entire life. I've been, that was where my musical beginnings began in, in more of um, a um, serious, if you will, um, uh, vain and so when you look at hamilton the influence that in hamilton had remember that video that you sent to us in that um that thread anthony of, of that person uh that was rapping that was was influenced by um <laughs> hamilton <laughs> yeah. yes so you know what i'm getting at is that um when we talk about it and we experience it when we share it when we show it our our ability to be us has greatly changed, I believe, the landscape and the scope of entertainment as it is. The Black entertainment, to me, is the leading proprietor of everything that takes place in, um, I'm trying to focus, y'all, <laughs> everything, that, <laughs> the leading proprietor of everything that takes place in in Hollywood, in New York, on stages, in on the, you know, not so much the radio anymore, but, you know, in anything that's streamable. Yeah. Jeff, musicals, man, musicals. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff, you got a you got a um, spiritual take on this for us, bro. When you were talking about, um, when you were talking about Bill Cosby, what really stuck me and kind of stung a little bit 
was um, our, our ability to kind of write off even some of our, our our entertainers. This week, when you look at some of the news scripts out there, you're going to read about some athletes um, that fail. Um, and some, one recently died, a prominent wide receiver for, um, I believe it was Tampa Bay for a lot of years, died. And, you know, they released his autopsy report this week. And the immediate thing that they said was, well, he died because he had, um, you know, he, he had overused alcohol. And um, one of the challenges that I believe that we face as a culture is making sure that we don't dissuade from a truth that is a truth. And, and what I mean by that is the truth that we have experienced is that even in Bill Cosby's later in life, you know, fall, he was still for the entertainment industry, especially as black um, entertainment goes, the standard for a very long time. And, you know, the, um, even the studios right now are having a hard time to decide whether or not they bring back the, the Cosby show now that he has been, um, you know, you know, let off, if you will, from the crimes that he committed because of the way the case was presented. You know, it's not exonerating Bill Cosby's behavior, but there is scripture that speaks to that. And this is going to go as a it's a brushstroke against uh, across all of black entertainment. Luke 8 and 17 says, for all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. I think the conversation that we've been having tonight, where in the converse, we were talking about it from a negative standpoint of Bill Cosby, um, in, a, in, in, in the more positive context is that we are recognizing and we're also establishing this truth that black culture has a great influence in so many different veins, even to the office of the highest position in the world when it comes to the president of the United States. Black culture has that level of influence and black entertainment should take on that mantle and say, you know what, we're here, we're here to stay. And I believe they're doing that. And I, I think the problem that we're watching and seeing in studios is now that they don't wanna buy it, Black entertainment has found a way to rise above not having to be bought. I love that. Everything that's going to happen in the dark, anything we do is going to be stolen. Anything that we do is going to be tried to be, be concealed and say, no, this was our idea first, but they're just pawning off of it. That's not true. We know that to not be true. And so what I can say safely and, and without fear of any type of contradiction is that when we talk about Black entertainment, when we embrace it, when we love it for what it is, regardless of the feeling that it gives us, even if it's not into us. I mean, we had a hard, hard, long conversation about how what's being said from um, hip hop artists isn't necessarily directed and geared towards up. That's actually a positive thing because we're, we're saying to these young artists, don't stop being young artists and don't stop being who you are. I know I'm not your target audience, but I support you. I applaud you because you are be building an empire based on the um, the, the road and the, 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 the trails that were blazed by the Langston Hughes. Fast forward to into um, uh, the next generation and, and, and you get the temptations. Fast forward into the next generation and you get the, the Jackson 5. Fast forward into the next generation and you get Jodeci and so on and so forth. And it continues to evolve. So I think what we have to do is make sure that we don't let our secrets be housed in places where they're not coming to light. So I'm spinning that scripture because that scripture is talking about, you know, how we can't hide 
any of our foul stuff. But we also at the same time got to ha- not let allow our, our our truth and who we are as a culture, especially from an entertainment standpoint, not be hidden and definitely no longer be stolen. Yeah, we're going to have to do a part two for this one. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Time, I think so. Every I show can't have a part two. Why not? Well, every show can't. Every show can't have part three. <laughs> I don't know. I, you actually, you're actually the one that uh, knows um, how this works. So maybe you should do a part two. Well, tell us what we're doing. <laughs> one of the things about uh, podcasting that I love is that there are very little rules, if any rules at all. So yeah. we can kind of make this thing up as we go. And we if there's something, it, yeah, exactly. We do what we want. If there's something that we think that we should double back on, then by all means, why not double back on it? There it is. You know, and it'll be better to do a part two rather than have a, a three or four hour long pod podcast on just one subject. I say it's better to just break it up into a part two or even a part three or whatever. And make it a series if you want. I'm going to agree with Jonas on this one. I, Absolutely. I'm, I'm good with it, too. I was just <laughs> pushing the buttons. I know. No, some people, you know, some had that same, probably had that exact same question as you had. Like, why? What do you mean? What are we doing? How are we doing this? Yeah, I get it. And I ain't got no problem, you know, elaborating. There it is. Let's do our best to bring a find a special guest that maybe we can um, um, involve, whether it's an indie artist or somebody that's mainstream. Let's see if we can bring somebody in for the conversation to help us talk a little bit more about black entertainment. That's not a bad uh, idea at all. Even maybe an entertainment lawyer. That too. Mm. Maybe if we want to, uh, you know, try to understand exactly how the business end of this stuff gets done, I would like to know um, how shows get greenlit, you know, with some of the, the hurdles they they might have to jump through, you know. So explain to me how this uh, show got <laughs> stolen. That's what I want to know. How, how did someone steal <laughs> did they, the show? How did they take Living Single and turn that. it into Friends? That's I all I want to know. I can I answer that. that answer. I, can, I can answer that right now. Written real quick. You ready? Yep. The same way they took new edition and made new kids on the block. Word. Word. That's why. Because they said, this is already making X amount of dollars. I bet if we do a white version, it's going to make a hundred times that. Word. That's how. thought about it. They did that. So they do that repetitively with a bunch of stuff. It's a pattern. That's why I said nothing moves without us. That's real. That's real. That's real as it gets. Look, y'all, we try to keep things light and easy. <laughs> we try. It was a little light. We didn't do such a good job. I think we were on the edges of light. But we laughed. We weren't there yet. We laughed. We yeah, laughed. we did have a good time in the conversation. We had a good time. We did laugh. Did. And they, they won't tell you that in the comments, I was called the sound of music because <laughs> I've spent so much time in, in, in that area of my life. I, I did sing in show choirs, but for hey, the record, but you didn't I said, say I almost, I almost called you the sound of music. Mm-hmm. Nobody called you. And the sound I of didn't, me. I didn't even implicate you. So thank you, Anthony. But everybody Sanders. knew Anthony Sanders. <laughs> everybody knew me yourself. I appreciate what is, I would have said the whiz. <laughs> I appreciate you. At least you can oh, ease on oh ease on down the road. <laughs> <laughs> ease on down the road face. Oh, oh 
easy. All right. See, you ease your cell phone down the road. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ease myself <laughs> off of this podcast. And hey, we appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. Happy uh, New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Merry um, Christmas, love. Love y'all. Merry Thanks, y'all, for, for the support. Thank you for the support, y'all. Uh, emails, emails, and social medias. Please and thank you. Uh, the Refresh Podcast at writeme.com and the Refresh Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Please follow. Please submit your questions. Please submit your request for different topics that you might be interested in hearing us try to kick around as best we can. At the end of the day, we appreciate all of your support. We're looking forward to hearing from y'all soon. Please reach out and let us know how we're doing and like our pages as much as you can and let everybody know. <laughs> and share like that our pages. And share if it. They don't like us. Yes, especially if they don't like us. All right. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, man. Refresh podcast, man. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.